one thing I do that that possibly a lot of other people uh, uh, don't is I actually listen back to all of my episodes after I've edited them. Um, And it's not just to get sneaky extra download numbers, although that is nice. (laughs) Um, But just because I, I like listening to it almost sort of almost pretending I'm, an, I'm a sort of third party. This is making me sound like a crazy person. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's really nice to sort of listen back on the conversations without uh, worrying about how long we've been recording or stressing about actually getting it edited and cutting out all the ums and ahs and the amount of times I've burped or sneezed. Because um, that happens far too often. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Hello, podcast friends, and welcome to Podbean's 10th episode of Podcasting Smarter. I'm your host, Jennifer Crawford, and today I am joined by a veteran podcaster from Birmingham, England, who started podcasting back in 2007. She is the host of Stacy's Pop Culture Parlor, where she talks nerdy about comics, films, TV shows, books, and video games. And now, she is here with us so we can all nerd out on podcasting. Are you excited? I am definitely excited, especially about nerding out. Welcome to the show, Stacy Taylor. Hello. Hello. I, I did a little wave and I always do that and you can't see oh, it. Oh, well, but... I felt it. <laughs> The love was there. Hi. You know, they say you can, you, when somebody's uh, t- smiling while they talk, you can, you can feel that smile. I felt your wave. Oh, good. I'm going to try and pull really random faces while we record now and see if you notice. Yeah, well, that's a weird one that you're doing right now. <laughs> wasn't expecting that. <laughs> There's no need to stick out your tongue. We're barely getting... I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you were expecting a level of professionalism after almost 10 years in the bees, yeah, but a level you'd come four, to the wrong a level place. level four would be nice. You know, we, we don't aim too high. <laughs> How many levels are there? Four out of one? Well, there's like 15. <laughs> But but a four is okay. It's acceptable. I can do a four. I can definitely hit a four. (laughs) So as I mentioned, you've been podcasting since 2007. So in the the history of podcasting, you're sort of what we'd call an early adopter. Yeah, like you're kind of on the cutting edge of this platform. And particularly being a woman, super impressive because there aren't even that many women now in podcasting. And and you just jumped on the bandwagon way ahead of lots of people. So that's impressive. So I wanted to hear, uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by everyone's stories. So tell us a little bit about your podcasting story. Okay. Um, well, back in 2007, I had possibly the world's most boring data entry job, um, which sort of involved basically get, being given a big old pile of paper and saying, can you make that electronic? Thanks. Um, and it was terribly, terribly dull. So my then boyfriend, now hubby, said, hey, have you heard about podcasts? That might stop you going on a homicidal rampage after work. Um, <laughs> so he pointed me towards um 
what used to be a forum, which sadly doesn't exist anymore, called Comic Geek Speak. Um, they're quite a big sort of US geeky podcast. And under their forum umbrella were literally hundreds of other podcasts. Um, and I happened across one called Geek Syndicate, which is run by two uh, UK guys who just basically geek out pretty much weekly. Um, so I got quite heavily involved in their forum after sort of downloading all of their episodes and going a bit to town on them while I was bored at work. And um, they invited me onto the show. I don't know what they were expecting. <laughs> um, I was their listener of the month back in July 2007, and that was pretty much it then. I was bitten by the podcasting bug. Um, I just oh, – I love – talking nerdy with people and I don't have that many nerdy friends in Birmingham so it was great to have like two guys who just like like the same stuff as me get all over excited and passionate and you know it was just so much fun and as soon as I finished even though I was so nervous beforehand that I threw up (laughs) (laughs) as soon as I finished I was like oh I want to do it again oh um and as luck would have it their next listener of the month in August uh, was another lady from the forums named Is, um, and a lot of people on the forums were, were saying, you know, oh, you know, you and the previous listener of the month, Stacey, you'd make a cracking lady podcast because th- at the time I think there was maybe one other lady nerdy podcast, um, and so you know we thought, well, yeah, why don't we give it a whirl? So um, in the October, we met up at Birmingham Comic Con, uh, basically fell in love with each other platonically. <laughs> and um, and the rest, as they say, was history. We started a podcast called Comic Racks, which is uh, a hilarious double entendre because comics go on racks, but also <laughs> boobs. Um, <laughs> Very clever. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we've got Izzy's husband to thank for that because uh, he is... Am I allowed to say he's a massive perv? He's a massive perv. Um, <laughs> but uh, I th- we did that for about about five years. Um, but then sadly we had to sort of, Comic Racks had to get put to bed because life happened. Um, but I just can't shut up, as you may have noticed. I like talking <laughs> um, and I like sharing my passion with people. So I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to have a crack at doing this by myself, which was terrifying, but also kind of awesome. And um and that's when the parlor was born. Nice. So so out of something that ended, something new emerged. So that's that's always a relief because I'm sure it was <laughs> it must have been really hard to end something that you loved so much that you'd been doing for years. Oh yeah, it was um I mean it it was a really difficult decision for the both of us to stop doing comic racks because it was um for a start it was a great excuse to to talk to each other outside of sort of Facebook and things um, because we used to do that show fortnightly and um, and it also kept me on track with with actually keeping on top of sort of nerdy news and comics and movies and stuff because I did I did find that that sort of small period between comic racks ending and Stacey's pop culture parlor beginning that I really fell off the wagon and ended up with a a sort of hundred comic pile of things to read oh wow which, yeah that was ridiculous that was one <laughs> long summer <laughs> um but yeah I mean it was uh what what interested me was that I've 
I'm very typically British. I don't, um, I don't envision that anybody listens to my podcast. I don't think that I'm very good at it, <laughs> and I don't promote it very well because I just think, well, it's just me just rambling, isn't it, like a lunatic? Um, <laughs> but when Comic Racks ended, uh, quite a few people actually said, oh, you know, are you going to do anything else podcast wise? You know, I miss, it, I miss having you in my ears, and I was thinking, oh, oh, that's weird. I wasn't. It- wasn't expecting people to actually, you know, enjoy it, <laughs> <laughs> which is a terrible thing to say out loud. But um, but it's true. I've got like I just, I don't know. I just, I, I just assumed it was just, uh, it was just my husband listening. <laughs> so um, to have a few people sort of express an interest in me doing something else, I thought, yeah, do you know what? I'll give it a whirl, see how it goes, and um, and I'm so glad I did because it's it's opened so many doors for me in terms of like this. I've managed to interview some like really amazing people that I would literally never have spoken to otherwise. So that's quite good. Yeah, that um, that is that is quite good. So I'm curious because you know when you were doing the podcast and sort of assuming that nobody was listening other than your husband, <laughs> what was it that kept you motivated? Um, just my incessant need to ramble. To be <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> um, like I. I don't particularly think that my opinion is more important than anybody else's and that it deserves to be out there. Um, but what I love is the reason I set up uh, Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour to have a different co-host every month was so that I could just talk to lots of different people about things um, because I just love talking to people. And, um, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell from the fact that I haven't shut up since we started recording. <laughs> um, but I used to be like a like a stupidly nervous child like back when I was at primary school picture this if you will I was uh, I was four foot eleven till I turned 15 okay so I was like tiny and I had glasses and braces big bushy hair and I was very overweight so as you can imagine I didn't really go down very well with you know the cool kids the popular kids at school um which is why I always used to bury my head in uh, books and comics and Saturday morning cartoons and things um but podcasting has been a really good way for me to sort of just meet new people without having to be terrified about whether or not they're going to like me because most of them will have listened to the show before. <laughs> so they've got at least a vague uh, sort of idea of what I'm like and the kind of nonsense I usually spout. So, yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, you make a really good point in that, you know, you really found your community through podcasting. Like you found people mm-hmm. that were – like when you first back in 2007, when you were on the forums, you were actually connecting with people that had you know the same interests as you that you weren't finding in Birmingham, and and then and now you're providing that as a podcaster. Now you're providing that same service to people, people that want to talk about these pop culture things, these comic books, TV shows, and they don't might not have anyone to talk about them with. And they're now they're getting that from you, and I think that's a really great thing about podcasting is that mm-hmm. we can find people like us and we sort of connect on a a mental level as opposed to like a visual level which can can um include some maybe prejudices or, or things that um kind of mess up that relationship sometimes yeah i think um I mean, podcasting is absolutely great for that because I most certainly have a face for radio. Um, <laughs> and so um, 
I'm not a particularly confident person, but when I know that I'm calling someone, even if I've never actually spoken to them in person or anything before, when I call someone to talk to them on the show, I know they already like my show. They like lots of the same things as me. We're going to end up just rambling on about the latest, what have you. I mean, um, I think the last episode that I did uh, of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, um, that I had a lady called Danny Abram on the show who's an animator. Um, and we've chatted a bit online a few times, but never actually spoken in person or over Skype or anything. Um, and then I think we ended up recording for three hours and I had to make a 90-minute episode out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was great because she was so interesting and honestly it was I, I know I would never have met her if I hadn't been podcasting podcasting and started getting the sort of social circle from it and the and social media is cracking for that as well like it's been so helpful having Twitter and Facebook because once the forums sort of died a death there was a big sort of server error that lasted so long that nobody ever went back to them um once that happened you know it was really nice to be able to stay in touch with all the people i've met through the forums and um yeah i've got friends all over the world now which is something i never envisioned i would have if i think back to like little old me sitting down watching the ninja turtles scoffing cereal when i was like eight uh i would never have i'd never have thought that i'd have the sort of social circle that i do now well, it sounds like podcasting has really brought a lot of life and and color and fulfillment to you, and that's you know I hear things like that all the time. So, which is mm-hmm. one of the, one of the many reasons I'm so passionate about podcasting. I think it it does open doors and it does give us so much for you know, somewhat little effort. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Actually, podcasting <laughs> is a lot of work. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's so hard. Don't anyone else do it. There's enough, I should, enough I people in the sandbox already. <laughs> yeah, I don't want people to think podcasting is easy. That's that's not what I'm saying. Um, so I I want to know, what is the, the nerdiest thing you do that's related to podcasting? Oh, um, oh gosh. Well, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think the one thing I do that that possibly a lot of other people uh, uh, don't is I actually listen back to all of my episodes after I've edited them. Um, And it's not just to get sneaky extra download numbers, although that is nice. (laughs) Um, But just because I, I like listening to it almost sort of almost pretending I'm, an, I'm a sort of third party this is making me sound like a crazy person um, <laughs> but it's just it's really nice to sort of listen back on the conversations without uh, worrying about how long we've been recording or stressing about actually getting it edited and cutting out all the ums and ahs and the amount of times I've burped or sneezed because um, that happens far too often <laughs> I don't think you sound like a lunatic at all. I actually think that's a really (laughs) great tip for any podcaster because I'm always surprised that podcasters don't listen back to their shows because they feel like Mm -hmm. they were there. They know what they said, but I actually do the same thing. I listen back to my episodes as well. And I, I, I learn so much by doing that. I, I, you know, it's a way to, to improve yourself, your listening skills, because sometimes I listen back and I realize that I, I missed something that the guest said because maybe mm-hmm. I was looking, you know, thinking about the next question or, you know, maybe my mind wandered. That's on the <laughs> table. 
<laughs> so, Maybe a spider crawled past in your field of vision and you yeah, did yeah. a little and if, poo. <laughs> yeah, and if I start tuning out on my own podcast, I realize, oh, maybe um, I need to kick it up oh. a notch and be a little more interesting next time or, or have more energy um, during the interview. So, yeah, so I, yeah, yeah, we talked about, we should we tell everyone that you are actually um, going to bed right after this podcast and you are propped up with fluffy pillows in your bed while we talk I think I've got my microphone balanced on my knee <laughs> cup of tea next to me <laughs> I'm being so British it's ridiculous yeah, I, I love that you're so comfortable and relaxed all right so I want to know um you know I was thinking about this pop culture topic because I'm wondering your opinion on this. Do you think that podcasts that aren't about pop culture should infuse some pop culture into their show? Um, not really. I mean, I think it depends entirely on the sort of audience they're aiming at and the um, the sort of niche they're going for. Because I think the thing about pop culture is that it's such a wide umbrella <laughs> that pretty much anything can come underneath it which is which is kind of why I chose that as the title because then I thought I don't have to stick to just comics because I know when I go and see I don't know the Deadpool movie at the cinema I'm going to end up talking about it because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's Deadpool um so yeah I mean it de it depends because I do actually listen to quite a lot of non-pop culture podcasts um and pop culture podcast. I'm a bit of a podcast uh, nerd, actually. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think it's it makes it difficult when things cross over too much because um, I've got a lot of friends who podcast. Um, there's quite a big, there's actually quite a big podcasting community in the UK. And because a lot of my friends podcast, it does sometimes get hard when you've got sort of eight or nine buddies talking about pretty much the same things within pop culture like you know when ghostbusters came out everybody was going to do an episode on that so did i um <laughs> you know when the next uh you know when dr strange comes out that's going to get talked about a lot so actually i think it's sometimes quite nice to just end up listening to a podcast that's about something else entirely um but i am just really nosy as well i really like podcasts that are just about about people and their brains <laughs> Ah, okay. So, what what attracts you to a podcast other than, say, subject matter? Um, I think for me, it has to be. Um, for some reason, I can't listen to podcasts that only have one host, like someone talking to themselves. I don't know why that really throws me off. Um, hmm. And I think if a podcast has more than one host, then there's got to be some sort of um, like rapport there. Um, I think, you know, there's there's been a few podcasts that I've listened to before that probably have like infinitely better sound quality than mine, like really high production values, very obviously, you know, edited really well. Um, but but the hosts don't seem to care at all about, about anything the other one is saying or they talk over each other or it's, you know, there's no there's no sort of back and forth there. Um, and that will turn me off a podcast straight away, even if it's, you know, about the exact thing that I'm loving at that particular moment. If I'm not getting a sense of enthusiasm and passion from the hosts, then I'm not going to feel it myself. I like that. See, all of those turnoffs are actually great ways that we can all podcast smarter. Don't talk over each other. Don't be boring. Have a good connection with your co-host. Those are all 
perfectly awesome tips. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. That's really good insight. So with with your audience, you know, we I guess we can assume they're all, you know, pop culture fanatics. How do you how do you find these people? How do you find your people? Uh, well, to be honest, I'm not particularly good at that um, because of the uh, aforementioned stereotypical Britishness. I'm not very good at sort of promoting the show or um, or bigging myself up. Like I've, I've been to a few comic conventions before armed with business cards and leaflets. And then when people have asked me about the show, I've been like, oh, I don't know. It's all right. I guess don't listen to it. You won't like it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just run away. <laughs> um, but I've been quite lucky with... Um, like I say, because I've got quite a lot of friends who podcast, I've done a lot of guest spots and that's really helpful um, because obviously if these people are your friends, that rapport is already going to be there um, and then you can pilfer some of their listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, yeah. Um, well, that's, that's great because I think a lot of people – are very self-conscious about promoting themselves mm -hmm. and, and self-conscious about their podcast, particularly particularly just starting out. And I think they are um, often a little shy about putting, putting their content out there. So that's great. There are ways you can still manage to promote yourself, even if you're not doing as good of a job as maybe you could be <laughs> because you're a little self-conscious. Mm -hmm. That going on other people's shows that are similar to yours, I, I think that's a, a great tip because they're similar audiences. And if they like that show, they're probably going to like your show too. And, and you know how it is when you're into something, you just can't get enough of it. You know, you just want more and more and more. So so um, that's, a, that's a great tip, Stacey. Thank you. All right. So I think we kind of half answered this, but maybe there's something else to this. Um, I was wondering, what do you do well as a podcaster and what do you think you could do better? Um, well, d on the do better count, we can definitely say promotion. <laughs> just just put that right <laughs> in the let's do yes. better column. Um, but for what I think I do well, I, I think... Um, I'm qu I'm quite uh, aware of how comfortable my guests might be. Um, like I say, with Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour, it's a different co-host each time um, or it's somebody that I'm interviewing depending on how lucky I am that month. Um, and I'm always quite aware of sort of making sure I stay in contact with them before, um, you know, for the few days before it happens, letting them have the opportunity to ask questions about what they need or um, – you know, any technology they might need or what I'm going to do, how it's going to work. Um, and I'm also always really careful about making sure that I let the person know um, the things that I'm going to be talking about so that I can check whether or not they're happy for me to um, do spoilers for them. Because that's I've got a big bee in my bonnet about spoilers. Um, I will happily spoil anything on my podcast, but I will always give a warning about it. Um, mm. And I think it would, would be the absolute worst for you to, <laughs> to to be a guest on a podcast. And then that host just goes, oh, my God, did you see that episode of The Walking Dead where X died? And they were like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. just be horrible. <laughs> so I always make sure I say to them, you know, I'm going to talk about this, this and this. Are you happy for me to spoil it? Or would you rather I just said it was good or not <laughs> um and I just like to make sure that there's a there's a, a level of comfort there because I know when I first went on to you know Geek Syndicate back in 2007 I was so nervous I threw up <laughs> and I even though that was more down to me than it was down to the Geek Syndicate boys um 
because of my sort of massive anxiety levels. Um, I just want to make sure that people don't feel like that. <laughs> I don't want people coming onto my show with a sense of like dread because <laughs> um, that's that's never going to be a fun time for them. Um, and I think the other thing I'm I'm quite good at doing is I um, I'm very organised. Uh, again, you probably wouldn't be able to tell from the absolute train of thought rambling I've been doing, but I you know I keep lists and I do checklists and. Um, I make notes of everything so that I don't forget things. And I, I, I just think it's really good to be prepared. I think it's a, it's a re especially if you're interviewing someone rather than just having a sort of train of thought, you know, pop culture review chat, because um, I've got to admit, I have had one uh, interview fall kind of flat on its face because um, I also do a podcast called Podcast in a Half Shell which is bi-monthly and it's entirely about the Ninja Turtles yes I am <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it and there, there yeah, yeah, some... I saw that I saw that podcast uh, because you have it um, you have them both on the same feed if I'm not mistaken I do indeed yes right okay it's just easier for me because I'm too potty to have to manage to <laughs> um, yeah yeah uh, but there was one episode of Podcast in a half shell where we had one of the artists from the uh, IDW TMNT comics on and um, I'd prepared a few questions uh, but my co-host thought it would be a great idea if he just sort of just winged it <laughs> he was like it'll be fine we'll see where the conversation goes I'll think of things on the fly well he didn't really think of things on the fly and uh, there was one very noticeable uh, section where we were whispering to each other about what the heck we were going to ask him next and he said uh, can you stop whispering he's still there <laughs> I was like mortified I was like oh, oh no this isn't how interviews are supposed to go so prep that's my main <laughs> if, if there's one thing you take away from this massive ramble prep prep okay so in the process of your organizing and preparation mm -hmm. do you do you use any uh, productivity tools or apps that you can recommend uh no i'm very um i'm very old school i'm a pen and paper type gal mm -hmm. so i have uh, i have a big notebook that's my podcast notebook <laughs> that's it's got it's it's really sadly organized actually it's got um it's split into sections based on which podcast it's referring to <laughs> and each okay. each one of them has at the front page it has a list of guests i'd like to get onto the show um and a list of topics we might want to talk about so that i can tick those off when they've been done i told you i'm really sad <laughs> uh, i'm also a massive stationary nerd so you know it's bread and butter to me to have notepads strewn all over the house um oh wow yeah i just love it and um and i find having something sort of physical there as well helps me to keep a grip on what i'm doing if that makes any sort of sense have you heard of the bullet journal no Okay, well, it's not. This is nothing about podcasting directly, but I've I've been on the waiting list for a bullet journal for a while. So just uh, look that up when we get off, because I think that might be something that you would also love. I'm making a note of it now. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a it's a journal for creative types. Ooh. Ooh. I think I think you, I think you might really like it. Get on the get on the waiting list, or maybe maybe I just did something wrong. Everybody seems to get a bullet journal. I can't seem to get one. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. All right, so I am wondering now that you've been doing this since 2007, mm -hmm. and we have all these people getting into podcasting and essentially podcasting, I think is, has become sort of 
pop culture in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, what advice would you give these bright-eyed, bushy-tailed new podcasters? Um, I think the best piece of advice I can give is don't uh, expect a bajillion downloads straight away. Um, if there's one way to sort of set yourself up for failure, given the fact that there are almost infinite podcasts out there now, um, you're not going to attract everybody's attention instantly unless you're somehow amazing at promotion. Um, So don't be upset if your first episode gets like 50 hits because you can always work on that. As long as you enjoy what you're doing and you are proud of it in a sense. Um, I mean, to me, I'm not a massive fan of paying attention to downloads anyway because as much as I would like to reach a larger larger audience um the audience I have are so much fun to be around on social media and everything that I'm not I wouldn't I wouldn't be bothered if my downloads stayed at the same uh forever as long as that that core group of people stick with me because I like them a lot <laughs> um so yeah I just think just don't 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 be upset if things don't immediately take off because I've got um I've got a slight problem in that I have a crazily overactive imagination and I'll give you a brief example of how crazily overactive it is last year um Amaze ran a uh, charity competition whereby if you donated money to um an AIDS charity uh, you could potentially win the uh, the opportunity to be a voice on Rick and Morty which is my absolute favorite thing at the moment like I'm not obsessed okay. with it. Um, <laughs> I entered the competition twice because I was so excitable and there were two paydays within the window of being able to donate. So I was like, ooh, money. Um, and my uh, my imagination went so bonkers between the actual uh, entering the competition and when it got announced that I hadn't won um, that I'd built it up to a thing where I was going to suddenly move to LA and break into voice acting. <laughs> so so my brain is very good at setting itself up for massive disappointments um oh my gosh it's terrible um so yeah just be careful don't set your sights crazy high um you can you can always work up to it and if you do end up having a bajillion downloads straight away then that's it's a bonus if that makes sense like it's not um you know you can be well chuffed with it because you weren't expecting it to to go that bananas um and also know your niche um like i say there are like so many podcasts on basically every topic now that there's no point doing something that somebody else already does but better um you know you need to do what what you want to do and make sure that you enjoy it and that you cultivate an an atmosphere of fun i guess (laughs) i'm rambling again (laughs) No, you're, you're abs- I know you keep saying you're rambling, but um, I am allowing you to speak because everything you say is really great. It's, it's completely valuable advice for any podcaster. And it's everything that you, you've experienced through your history of podcasting since 2007 is important because, I mean, if somebody can save themselves the trouble, I mean, I think a lot of people, podcasters, stress about those download Mm -hmm. numbers. And, you know, for me, I'd rather have 50 listeners, which is in podcast world isn't considered a lot, the 50 regular listeners that are engaging with me on social media and asking me questions and commenting on on the Mm -hmm. show than 
thousands of downloads and I don't, you know, and it's crickets. You don't hear from anybody and, you know, who knows why they're even <laughs> downloading it because they're not engaged in anything. Um, and I think people forget that those those downloads, if you think of them as people, it, it, it changes the whole way you think about um, who you're talking to and why you're doing your podcast. I totally agree. And the, the one thing I will say as well is that um, even if you're only reaching a fairly small audience, because my, my show is not very big, like I say, I'm, I'm terrible at promoting it, um, you can still reap such massive rewards. Like, for example, earlier this year, I did a 24-hour live show for charity. Um, and even though... Um, According to the statistics from the program that I did the live show through, uh, uh, the most most unique listeners I had was only 200. I still managed to raise a thousand pounds in that 24 hours. So, you know, it's it's having a it's having a dedicated audience. And to be honest, I think the, the more dedicated they are, the more support you'll get, and the, the better you'll feel about it. So, to me, the the numbers aren't the be all and end all at all. Nice. That's a very good point. And congratulations on raising all that money. That's that's something. Is that your proudest podcasting moment? Because that was one of my questions I didn't Ooh, get to yet. Um, I think there's two sort of joint ones for me. The The first one was that. I mean, t- okay. that was actually the second time I've done a 24-hour live show. Um, but this one was a bit more... Um, I suppose I was a bit more proud of this one just because uh, second time round, I got a bit cocky and I thought, I know what I'm doing. (laughs) 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 And, uh, and actually it took a lot more effort to, to sort of get guests involved and make sure I'd got all the time differences correct and book people in and prep all the questions and do all the promo. And um, so it was actually like a much bigger deal the second time round than the first time, which is bananas because you think you'd actually get (laughs) a bit better at it. Um, But my other proudest moment was um, I managed to do an interview with a a chap called Rob Paulson. Now, I am a huge voice acting uh, groupie. (laughs) I love cartoons, I love everything about them. And uh, Rob Paulson, you may know him as the voice of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Oh yeah, he's one of the nicest blokes in the history of the world. He's another one who uh, I threw up before I spoke to, and then as soon as he hung up, I had a little cry because <laughs> I, I was so chuffed to have gotten to speak to him. He's such a nice guy. You can tell throughout that whole episode that I'm just fangirling all over the place, um, but I don't really mind because he's so interesting. Um, so just having that episode come out and being like, "Holy cow!" Like I spoke to Rob. Paulson like this is my life what um that was amazing absolutely amazing wow and that was uh, another door being opened by your podcast I love it okay so I have a a couple of fun questions that I ask every Mm -hmm. episode and I I don't give you these questions in advance stress so let me put you on the spot (laughs) I know you're gonna don't throw up I'll try I can't guarantee anything (laughs) keep it together all right um I think I'll start. I think this one's the easiest one. Um, if there, um, okay, this is like coming up with like your fantasy mm-hmm. podcaster. If you could choose anyone, living or dead, to have a podcast, who would it be? Ooh. Oh no, that's a good question. See, because yeah. part of me thinks I would want it to be somebody who's got like you know really interesting things to say, like a Martin Luther King. But then another part of me thinks, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great if Mitch Hedberg had a podcast? 
Oh, yes. I yes. love his absolute sort of like just skitty train of thought style of comedy. Oh, just imagine that coming into your ears whenever. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, right. so what you're saying is Mitch Hedberg uh, beat out Martin Luther <laughs> King. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, let it be noted. <laughs> I'm, get <laughs> I'm writing this down. <laughs> you know, nobody nobody has even nominated Martin Luther King yet for a podcast, so but he came. He, oh, you know, so he almost close. made it, but not quite so this close. time. Mitch Hedberg for the win. <laughs> if there was a podcast about oh. your life, what would it be called? Oh, gosh, uh, a big old mess, probably. <laughs> A big old mess. <laughs> or um, or uh, rushing to the toilet, an IBS story, perhaps. <laughs> you know what? I always go with the first answer. So the podcast about your life is a big old mess. And I personally would listen to it because I could probably relate to most of it, if not all of it. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. So if I'm a new listener to your podcast, what episode should I start with? Now, ordinarily, I would love to say go back to episode one because it sets the tone and and you know what you're getting yourself in for. However, I had a really terrible mic for like the the first like 16 episodes. So the sound quality (laughs) isn't great. Um, So I think one of my favourite episodes was episode 37, um, which is uh, an episode called That Chin, though. 37. Yes, uh, in which my friend uh, Jenny and I got very overexcited by Charlie Cox's chin in the Daredevil TV series. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I would love to hang out with you people. I mean, it's a really (laughs) handsome chin, though, isn't it? Oh my gosh! You know what? I you know I know you, I never think of chins, but now unless it's like um, it has the little cleft in it, and then it looks like a little butt chin. <laughs> so you're going to be looking at everyone in a totally different light now. Now this this week, I think I'm going to be looking yeah. at chins a little Just more imagine seriously. Everyone in a I'm not gonna be, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be able to get this out of my head now. All right, so I want everyone to find your podcast. And so everyone, if this conversation has not made you interested in listening to Stacy's Pop Culture Parlor, there's nothing more I can do for you because I just love this conversation. You're so much fun. I love your self-deprecation because it's completely unnecessary. I love that you you vomit whenever you're nervous. I'm like Stan from South Park, but less cute. <laughs> So please look up, uh, it's popcultureparlor.podbean.com. You can just search in Podbean for Stacy's Pop Culture Parlor. You can find her on iTunes and Stitcher, I believe. Yes, all the major pod players, whatever your pod player is, look her up. And you can uh, you can tweet with her at Stacy's Parlor on Twitter. Please do. She loves the interaction and she'd love to hear uh, how you liked episode 37, which is the recommended starter episode for you. And we're going to put that link in the show notes because we're we're good Aww, like thanks. that. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on Podcasting Smarter. I'm going to you know, bullet point all of your tips and advice for podcasters because it is it is gold. All of it was oh, golden. Thanks. I actually came into this thinking, I wonder if she's ever listened to my show before because I'm pretty sure I don't know anything about podcasting. 
<laughs> ah, see, I, I did. I did listen to your podcast before coming on and it was and I really enjoyed it. I'm not a super nerd. Um, like I don't read comics and but I do there. I, I do read books and I get into TV shows. Walking Dead is one of mine. I do nerd mm-hmm. out about that one. So, yeah, I knew it was going to be a good conversation. Thanks again. You have made my 10th episode super memorable. Sorry, the sound cut out a bit there, but I assume you were just saying really nice things about me. So thanks. <laughs> yes, you're, yes, you're welcome. And, and good luck with, um, with your oh, podcast. Thank you so much. It's been really fun being on. I, I, I was really scared because I thought I'd just be like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's my job. We can be idiots together. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Thanks again. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!